Thank you for pressing play on episode 109 of A-Sides. I'm Andy, and for this episode, I spoke with Patrick Stone, who's the founder and vocalist for the band Butterside. Now, we all know social media can get very exhausting, lots of politics or complaining, but there are a lot of positives to social media, and I've experienced it. You might come across a band that you might not have heard of otherwise, and that's how I came across this band, Butterside. Over the last year and a half, his band has released quite a bit of new music, including an album titled Spiritual Violence. We talked about the music in the album, their inspiration for several music videos they've released, and also new music. So hopefully you enjoy this episode of A-Side. Look, it's rock and roll! And... Cue music. Happy Tuesday, man. Yeah. How are you feeling? Where are you? I'm in Illinois, Peoria, oh. Illinois. Yeah, it was just out. Well, I was actually out in, where was that? Indiana, and I was in Illinois. Been all over that area the last couple months. We've been doing some stuff out there. Yeah, that's right. You were in Indiana like last month with Sweet F.A. Yeah. yeah. Good times, man. So you're in a couple different bands. You got that one, and then Sweet, and then your yep. own band, Butterside. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, bouncing around. You know, the other guys... Uh, the other guys picked up some stuff for uh, the summer, and I was sitting here just working my ass off, working on Butterside stuff without them. And I thought to myself, actually, I kept, you know, opening Instagram and stuff and looking at them in front of, you know, 20,000 people every night. And I was like, yeah, I got the itch, you know, it's like, <laughs> who can I get with <laughs> to get out there and like, you know, keep my chops up and stay out in front of some people and have some fun. So uh, I got really lucky with a couple of groups that are, you know, definitely engaged and getting out there and we have a lot of fun together. So yeah, that keeps me busy. That's yeah. how you came on my radar was uh, Sam. I talked to him and he mentioned uh, Butterside and even mentioned the ghost lighting video. Yeah. Hell yeah. I had the Scooby-Doo theme. So I checked that out and then, yeah, I started following you and then you even shared the post. So Yeah. Well, hell yeah. We got to do that, right? Are you a big Scooby-Doo fan? Yeah. I remember the reruns on like Cartoon Network. Yeah. It was funny. It was Gabe's idea. We're actually cruising through. We were, we were in Tahoe. We just finished filming the Voices video. And, uh, you know, it was so serious and so heavy. It was such a, you know, such a kind of a dark theme. That that whole song was really uh, a pretty dark place that we went. So we were like, we got to light this up. You know, he was like, let's do something really funny. And I think, uh, I mean, to us, it's the funniest thing in the world. We watched it when we first saw it. We were actually out on tour and the first cut of it came in and we were at this Airbnb and we put it in. And I've never heard a group of guys laugh as hard as we did because we're laughing at ourselves. But, you know, you show it to somebody that doesn't really know us and they're kind of like, you know, takes them a second, but I think it's the kind of thing that'll grow over time. That song will definitely, I think, get a little bit more respect as we get a little bit, uh, you know, more recognized. Yeah, you guys did. You put out an EP, The Truth, and then you did videos for every single song now, right? Yeah. Well, actually, the way we've been stacking it, it's kind of like a, 
I've kind of been advised to do it this way. This is basically the, this, the industry standard. You ask anybody that's out there right now, pretty much you release a single every six weeks. So you stay pretty much in everybody's face. You know, you never, as soon as, as soon as one thing starts to die out, you, you slap them with something else, keeps everybody engaged. Uh, it's also a lot better, I think, than just releasing an entire album without highlighting more than one or two or three songs, maybe if you're lucky. Yeah. And then the song just, or the, the album just kind of sits on a shelf and, and kind of disappears. And then everybody's like, oh, you guys haven't done an album in a couple of years. And this way it's like, we have done an album, but you've been getting something from us, you know, every six weeks. Uh, and, and it's not just like, there's no B-sides, you know, they're all smash hits. We just keep delivering that. And hopefully it, it seems to be working. We're getting a lot of traction. We're getting a lot of, uh, you know, recognition from people that have really been dying to get the attention of for a long time. Um, and it's because it's, you know, it's high quality stuff and, uh, eventually it will turn into a, a record. Uh, we will release 12 songs. Each time we release a single, we put it out as an EP so that those other songs still get more attention, you know? So every time you hit that track that just comes out, it's actually going to be compiled with the last, uh, everything we started together that we produced with Matt Good. So everything from voices forward will continue to be EPs as we drop the singles. And then finally we will release a, a full length 12 song record, probably middle of next year, I'm guessing. Oh, okay, cool. Because I noticed that going through like Apple Music, there was the individual singles and they each had like artwork. And then there was that Truth one, but then there was another like, five song. Yeah. But it kind of had the same as the Truth. Because we put a lot into it. You know, you might as well uh, keep, you know, a lot, especially at, our, at the stage that the band is in, it's important that we keep reminding people uh, what we've done that, we, that we're proud of, you know, because you just put out a single and they hear that. But if, if they, if they just so happen to get in a conversation with a friend in between songs, another song of ours will come on right after it, which is cool. Yeah. It, it really it introduces you to more of our stuff. Kind of makes sense. You got to like adapt with like how it was like albums and then downloads. And now it's like uh, a TikToks and stuff. So you can keep your stuff yeah. right there. Yeah. It just keeps it just the whole, the whole thing just keeps yeah. moving. It's never, you know, you wake up tomorrow and there could be a whole new game plan that works. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are trying a lot of different things. It's really cool. It's a lot of a lot of creativity going on. I was going to ask you, like, how do you come up with those concepts for those videos? Are you like a horror movie fan? Because some of those are pretty dark, like you said. I'm I'm a movie fan for sure. Yeah, except for Ghost Lighting, of course, which definitely, I mean, the song itself lended itself to uh, you know something Halloween style, you know, yeah. ghosts, whatever. So it made sense to do a Halloween themed video. So that was definitely the idea in the beginning, and then bringing in the whole scooby-doo thing was kind of just like the icing on top you know made it really fun but uh the songs definitely uh you know the lyrics you know what the song is truly about definitely pulls at the ideas behind the visuals voices was a song from my father uh and i was closest to him in lake tahoe so we went all the way there to shoot the video uh way back when when we did the zen video zen when i think of zen i think of uh you know uh, monks and I think of uh, Japanese temples and I think of you know Japanese folklore and all of this spiritual stuff so it was like we went all the way to Japan to shoot the video you know um, so there's really no telling where the inspiration will take us but uh, you know um, too far definitely pushing people too far and like the uh, you know the whole idea about uh, suicide prevention rings very true to me I had a great grandfather that committed suicide right in front of uh my father, I had, uh, I had a sister that committed suicide. So these, these things ring very close to my heart. So, um, 
you know, as soon as I opened that door to the imagination, those images and stuff just started pouring out. And that one turned out really well. And we've made a lot of fans just through the fact that uh, it spoke to them. Maybe they've been through something similar. So they reach out and you, you find you, you know, when you really speak your truth, you find other people that are looking for that or when they find it, they really appreciate that. So uh, I think the, the the visuals definitely reflect a strong truth to the songs, you know. Uh, and then the truth, of course, the truth, the truth actually was supposed to be like this uh, rapture thing. Like it was going to be kind of a mystery, like where the body's going to. And then at the last minute, we kind of spun it into this alien thing and spaceships and stuff. And, <laughs> and of course, the truth, everybody's seeking that. I mean, it's a definitely a, a, a conversation point for a lot of people, you know, all the UFO sightings and everything else that's coming to light right now. So that worked out, too. <laughs> I even saw this too, like actually this morning made me think of ghost lighting. It was like Miriam Webster dictionary already announced that I guess gaslighting is the word of the year. <laughs> and it made me think of the ghost lighting and everything. Is that kind of the uh, concept you had for the lyrics in the song? To uh, give full credit, Gabe Masca, our bass player came up with the word himself. He was like, you know, he was talking about gaslighting and then ghost lighting uh, played into, you know, we, we wanted to, you know, talk about ghosts. And I think there was a lyric inside of there that that was about, you know, about ghosts. And then it just kind of worked out, you know. Um, but gaslighting is definitely it's it's ghostlighting. It's just to another level to where somebody completely it's like when you get ghosted by somebody, they just kind of ignore your existence or pretend they don't know you. And then uh you know, maybe they do really know you and they're definitely trying to uh, make something your fault that's actually theirs. Ghost lighting, the two words crunched together. Yeah. You guys kind of coined a new word there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You look it up, it's like nobody else has that title. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. man. So I was digging through those songs from this year, but then you also had like a full album the previous year that was Spiritual Violence. Yeah. Um, You're pumping out something like... Like, as you said, you're putting out something like uh, constantly, it seems, the last two years. Yeah, and it's going to get even better. Uh, you know, I wake up, one of my, the, you know, my biggest heroes or, or you know, uh, somebody I look up to, their careers and their talent, uh, Chris Cornell, of course. And I can wake up any morning and ask Alexa to play Chris Cornell and she'll start playing his songs. Uh, you know, it's 9 a.m. And by the time I, I get ready for, for bed, you know, that night, there's still another song coming on that he's recorded. So that's kind of the goal. I think the man who records and sings the most songs before he dies wins. Oh, so, wow. you know, I think, uh, I think it's, you know, there's so, so many stories to tell. How'd you come up with spiritual violence? Is that another thing you kind of came up with? Cause that's kind of a really cool title for an album. Appreciate that. Again, credit goes, to uh, Eric Bishop, who was working on the Zen video. And uh, at the time he was considering creating his own music label. And we were thinking of, uh, of doing the whole thing through a company in Japan. And we were actually on the fence about the band's name. Uh, we wanted to kind of maybe possibly change the name and spiritual violence was just something that kind of, uh, to my credit, I guess it, it came out with the, in the lyrics. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, but it was more like, I felt like, um, I felt like it's, an, it's a way that people, like my definition of it, I thought I made the whole phrase up because it just came off the end of my tongue kind of writing the song, spiritual violence, because so, so many people, like they don't physically hurt you. They, 
they spiritually crawl inside like a, like a, it's like a secret ops. You know what I mean? They get in there and they, they say certain things here and there. And, and before you know it, you're, you're fucked up in the head and you're, you're thinking you're fucked up and, and they're just, they're just sitting there chipping away at you until, until they're getting their way with you, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's a sort of spiritual violence, the, you know, spiritual warfare. And so that slipped off the end of my tongue. And then when I was talking to Eric about possibly renaming the band, he was like, how about spiritual violence? And I was like, wow, you know, you're throwing, you're throwing something back at me that I'm going to like, because it was something that just kind of came out without forcing, you know, but then, uh, you know, the name Butterside was embraced by Lemmy and uh, I've had the name forever and I've gone to all kinds of lengths to make sure that, you know, it wasn't very hard to make sure we were the only band named that. But um, there's just a lot of story and we've toured all over the world, you know, spreading the T-shirts around, spreading the word around. And even though the fan base is small but strong in so many corners of the world, it was like I just couldn't let go of the name. And, and sometimes you feel foolish trying to rename your band you're, you're again trying so hard to name it something so cool and you know so like it's something that defines you but it's, it's hard to define us i think so butterside's just like it's just you know if, if you don't get it that's cool move on but if you do and i found that the most brilliant people i love and respect actually really dig the name including lemmy when, when uh when i when he was getting ready to sign me and i told him the band's name he was like that's cool and i was like fuck it that's good enough for me <laughs> You know, anybody that's got a problem with it, you can bring it up with him. Yeah, as long as you got his stamp of approval. Right. It is a unique band name. I was even going to ask how that came up, uh, too. And I tried to look at, like, your bio, and I tried to look at other stuff to uh, see how that came up. There's so many different stories. And to to be honest, in every interview, I try to give a different answer, uh, only because (laughs) there's it's there isn't one, really. All the good names were taken. You know, it's it's just something that's kind of... You know, it's just, it's just been there with me my whole life. It's kind of a, a fuck you in a certain kind of way, you know, but uh, uh, it's, it's just stuck with us. It's like, if you put on your headphones and you listen to the songs, by the time you're done, it, the name makes sense. You know, it's just like, wow, okay, Butterside, you know, the Urban Dictionary actually adopted the terms since after I came up with the title and oh, the wow. spelling and it's actually butter is, um, butter is a, uh, 99.7 percent pure thc mm-hmm. so it's like a pure high so i kind of like that and, and but i mean i'm sober 16 years so it doesn't really work too well for my uh you know a whole image but uh but at the same time it's kind of a cool thing like you know you're, you, it's a pure high you know being on that side the butter side um some people have told me that that there's a horse named butterside that satan rode into nazareth in on the in, in the bible um, you know, there's, wow. we go on, on in every interview, we've told a different story, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's our song. It's, it's us. It's us as, as a, as a band, you know, we don't take anything really too seriously. We're always freaking laughing and having a good time and we're just pumping out the best music we can. And if you've got a problem with the name, like I said, bring it up with my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why change that? I mean, if you've had that for so long, I mean, like you yeah. said, stick with it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the people that I respect the most in the industry right now are really um, embracing the band, and they say the name like it's you know like it's Lincoln Park or it's Metallica. It comes out of their out of their mouths with all this respect, and I'm just so grateful for that. So I think at the end of the day, um, it's going to be that thing that people are just like Butterside, you know. <laughs> I like that about the high because, like, for me, I guess music is my high. I like going to concerts and stuff. 
yeah. is what I do. It's like my oxygen. So yeah, I mean, good name for That's that. That's exactly it. I kind of, I do. I kind of like that connection to it because it's like it's ninety nine point seven. Well, to me, it's one hundred and ten percent pure rock and roll. You know. Yeah. That does being uh, sober does that influence your lyrics too? It in the spiritual violence record, yeah, I yeah. Really, really felt there was a, a lot of stories about triumph and overcoming. Um, you know, the addiction and the battles and like, uh, you know, just the miracles and, and living this, overcoming something impossible to beat. Like I felt like I had defied all, uh, all odds, uh, honestly. And then um, when I started writing, like then the whole, the lineup changed and we started writing together and we made this a, a, a band that, you know, uh, every facet of the music, you know, I, I can, I can lean into Jeff about the drum beats and, and, you know, vice versa. You know, everybody's got an input on the, on the vocals. If something's, you know, felt differently. Um, we all definitely give each other plenty of space to do our own thing within those roles in the band. But now it's like, I write from, instead of my own perspective, I mean, that definitely guides me, but I definitely write within all of our perspectives. I try to make it more about like, how do we feel about life and this lesson or this story like how would we tell it uh as opposed to like you know my self-righteous perspective that's you know and i think it, it carries a lot more weight for us as a team and as a band and i think it will relate to a lot more people if um you know we all are very conscious of how we feel about the lyrics i really dig that album too that was getting me through work the last couple of days yeah uh, spiritual violence yeah for sure yeah I guess with rock and roll bands and stuff, I'm really drawn to artwork and imagery in that. Yeah. How did you come up with the concept of that? It looks like tarot cards and like Medusa yeah. or something. Yeah, it's kind of uh, what's what's her name? The uh, she's the queen of destruction, the goddess of destruction that's on the cover, and she's been portrayed so many times in so many different ways. But yeah, I kind of put my own little sexy role. Like the first album had this. Uh, kind of a robot kind of a fusion between like this, you know, this, this heroic female character and, uh, and like cybernetics and stuff. Cause I've always been a big sci-fi geek. Um, I love that shit. So, so it's just like, I was just putting together something I love to look at myself. And then again, the new guys with the influx of the new guys, they weren't totally into that, but it kind of led to this spiritual mixture of the two things. So you can see that, uh, that she's she's still got the robotics in the second one. She's still semi-robotic, but uh, more of a, a a deity kind of a figure. And then the uh, the tarot cards. I thought it was super a super original idea, and it took so long for the record to come out. I swear to God, as soon as this idea started floating around, it was like asking Alexandria came up with the tarot card thing. Diamante came oh. up with the tarot card, thing. and I felt like everybody was beating me to the punch. You know, not that any of them even saw anything we were doing, but I feel like just like a worldly consciousness is put out there when you really get excited about something. Other people can literally start thinking about it as well. You know, table over from you or or next door or, or whatever. But um, but yeah, the artwork for that was so fun to just dive in and like, what 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 is this song? What what words represent this song? And like one or two or three words, and then what would that look like as an image? you know, all the way down to the Johnny Cash song, you know, it's just like this little kid with a gun, you know, uh, and his mother scolding him, you know, don't you ever play with guns? And that, that transcends all the way to the new, the new stuff is definitely uh, based in the meanings of the songs, the new artwork. Um, 
our friend Sammy, he's been doing all the artwork for us along the way since uh, since uh, the new incarnation. And I'm, I'm really digging on the new artwork. I think it's really cohesive as all the songs get together. And I can't wait to see it come together as like an LP when we do finally put the album out as 12 songs with, yeah. with all of the creativity put into each and every one of them. As you said with that one, yeah, the ghost lighting one was cool because it looks like it's a little VHS tape thing. It's got the little spine of a, a video in there. Yeah, and the whole uh, goose, is it Goosebumps, right? That old television show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There used to be books, yeah. That was definitely Sam and Logan's generation. So they really caught, you know, latched onto that. And like we even do that at the beginning of the video, it even does the whole, you know, the words come up just like that show did. Yeah. You know, uh, Jay Baumgartner recorded the Spiritual Violence record, who produced this, you know, he did Linkin Park and Papa Roach and all these guys. He uh, he said to me something the first day of our session. He says, you know, amateurs borrow. He says, professionals steal. And I was like, huh, okay. You know, <laughs> so it's like when, when, when something, you know, reminds you of something else, it's like if you've done it yourself, it's a compliment. And if you're trying to create something that reminds you of something else, then I think you're onto something great. So. I don't see the shame in latching onto that and definitely, you know, rolling with it. I mean, the new uh, motionless and white video, I love it so much. And it lends itself so much to the thriller video, you know, the Michael Jackson video from way back when. And it's like, they're not ripping it off. They're, they're actually paying tribute to it, which I love. And that's the same thing we're doing with the Scooby-Doo and the, and the Goosebumps. And, you know, it's cool to, to definitely give people props for inspiring you. What's that? Wearing your influences on your sleeve? Yeah, for sure. Even an art teacher that I had kind of told me the same thing. He's like, uh, don't always like beat your head, like reinventing the wheel. You know, it's okay to borrow it as long as you put your own spin on it. Yeah, so exactly. Okay. Some, some, some freaking troll on, uh, I was standing up for a friend today. Um, she put out a new video with a super famous band that she's in and some troll came in and like, just like said it was horrible and like, it's a total joke, you know? And so I went in and I commented back, which I shouldn't have done, but I was just like, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? To come onto her page and like give her shit about something that, I mean, the, to me, this stuff looks like a million bucks and the band's got a following the size of, you know, a small country's army. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a very successful band. I'm not naming names, but, but it cracked me up because the guy thought he was cutting me down when he, you know, I gave him a comment saying like, come on, dude, say something nice or don't say anything at all. Like mama taught us, you know, but he obviously had a horrible mother, but, um, but he, he, his, he, he said, I went and checked out your music. And he says, uh, he says, disturbed called and they want their sound back. He goes, and he says, and you guys sound like a cross between disturbed and in sync. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, you know how many fucking people love in sync? You know how many people love disturbed? It's like, if you give me the middle ground on that, like if you take, you know, Imagine those two fans coming together and like becoming a thing. Hey, fucking Butterside, man. That's fucking cool. So I take it as a compliment. You know, people try to fucking cut you down. And it's like, you know, I have a very uh, a, a great knack for, you know, finding um, the miracles inside of tragedy, so to speak. You know, I can find a, I can find the positivity in the, in the you know, biggest lump of coal. I don't know how I do it, you know, but I'm, I'm just, uh, you know. I'm a hopeful guy. I'm <laughs> a positive dude, I guess. Um, well, good for you, man, because I'm always kind of battling with like self-confidence and uh, stuff like that, especially over, you know, the pandemic of the last couple of years, like isolating and all that. It's I'm glad it's kind of subsiding. Isolation seems to bring ghostlighting again. Isolation. Yeah. That tune was actually born out of the pandemic. The whole the whole thing about isolation seems, uh, you know, that's that's all about being 
by yourself and having to, you know, it was hard. Yeah, it was tough. Like yeah. it was makes made all of us suicidal. If it wasn't for uh, having one another, I don't think I would have made it through it. You know what I mean? I was in a, I was in a relationship that was really bad. Um, you know, made it harder actually most of the time to, to go through the pandemic. And, you know, I think we all definitely took a walk down, you know, a very dark path, you know, uh, and we've all come out on the other side. And I think there's, there's, you know, the, the powers that be are still trying to make it so difficult for us and you know, they just don't want to let it go, but, uh, we will prevail, you know, we will, you know, oh, yeah. the, concert, the concerts are happening again. That's what's going to save all of us. You know, we get together in these huge groups of people and we really let out how we really feel and we relate to so many other people within this area. We're all rocking out to these people that we love, that we adore for the lyrics and what they've shared from their hearts. Um, and I feel like we rise above all of the, all of the crap that's on the news and everything else, you know, it's yeah. just like, it took that away from us. And I think, I think we really realized, I think it was a blessing. You know, the whole COVID thing was a blessing in a sense that like, we really realized how much we missed that. I think we took it for granted, you know, a lot of us were getting into different styles of music. And I think rock is coming back full force, full force, full force, full force, <laughs> you know, if not stronger than ever, uh, there's just this onslaught of fabulous, talented, amazing musicians and bands and songs. And it's, it almost is like we're spoiled now. People are putting out like two albums a year, like Taylor Swift's just dropping albums out of nowhere. And I mean, fuck yeah. yeah. She's Taylor Swift again. She's so rad. Love her to death. <laughs> and speaking of going yeah. to shows, you've been, I followed you like for a while and you've been going to stuff. Didn't you see like Jane's Addiction, Smashing Pumpkins recently? I did. I did. Uh, so, so grateful to go, not only to see the band, which I've seen a few times, but uh, to go in the company that I went with, met some really great people. And um, I was invited by somebody I've been, you know, definitely adoring from a distance through friends of friends for a while. And I got invited to that. So it was a really, just that whole night was magical, you know, hung out with some really cool people, enjoyed some really great music. Jane's Addiction is just like, man, you know, I remember being in high school, listening to that shit, you know, picking up chicks, or, you know, you know, falling in love with those records, you know, those songs. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. You even got to go to uh, the D.O. Bowling fundraiser, too. Yeah, Wendy's a close friend. You know, I used to roadie for uh, for D.O. as well. I would oh, sit damn. there. Yeah, J uh, Jimmy Bain, his bass player, was my roommate for the longest time. And we used to get in more trouble together. But on top of trouble, we were, you know, toting guitars around and hanging out with those guys. And I was in the studio for a lot of uh, Ronnie's uh, mixing for the remastering of a lot of his stuff. And... Uh, I was lucky to be around those guys. Uh, and in turn, somehow, Wendy and I became friends. I was actually standing right next to her at Vakken in Germany when they debuted the hologram of, of Ronnie. Uh, and I was sitting there holding her hand as we watched this thing come on, and she was just full of tears. And uh, her family is just so amazing. Her daughter's so such beautiful humans. She's great souls. Uh, so every time there's a Dio event, I'm, I'm there, whether it's the, you know, the ride for Ronnie, where we do the, the concerts in the park or the bowling tournaments, uh, there's something coming up on February 4th that she asked me to sing and I'll be super honored to, to go and be a part of that. You know, it's, it's Jack Black was there. Um, you know, so it's some, some super great people that I've just, that I admire are always involved. Um, we shared a lane with Jesse Hughes from uh, Eagles of Death Metal. You know, what a cool freaking guy cool. he is. <laughs> Just great vibes. 
So yeah, I'm just lucky to be a part of it, get invited to go. That was fun. And then I was just at the, uh, I went all the way to Florida for, for, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, you know, my buddies, Andy Black and, and uh, Spencer from Ice Nine, they were doing the Trinity of Terror tour. They were down there in Orlando. So I made the trip down there to see them. And we just had a blast on Saturday night. So that was fun. So yeah, I've been out and about quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nonstop, man. And then I saw too, like, I don't want to keep you long, but um, saw that you got music coming out on the 9th of December, right? Yeah. 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 Brand new track. Um, it's a little different than what we've put out so far. It's a little uh, sweeter, a little, uh, it's deep. So it's a good one. Looking forward yeah. to it, but I guess this will be out um, after that. All right. Well, then uh, we can give you the scoop. So uh, we filmed the whole thing at the, uh, at the uh, Plains of Fame Museum. So Voices was kind of a track that was written in the midst of like, uh, you know, it was, it was basically a shout out to my father and how great he was. And, uh, you know, kind of feeling like him letting go. Uh, he came down with COVID and then COVID killed him. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and in turn, Sam and I, I turned to Sam, a guitar player, to get through. You know, I was really beat up one night. Uh, I was actually up there in Tahoe, you know, taking care of things for my father. And I was having a moment where I was just really breaking down. And I just said, man, can you send me your saddest fucking shit that you've ever played, ever? And he sent me the track. He sent me the music to, uh, to what became the song we're releasing on the ninth. And I sat in this parking lot and the snow was coming down and, and I just started singing this melody and I, I, I tracked it to just the voice memo and I sent it to Sam, sent him the words and he just fell in love with it. So when we got in the studio a little while later uh, that year, uh, we recorded the track and it turned out beautifully. Of course, I mean, anything that you do with Matt Good is going to turn out phenomenal. Um, and now we've uh, we've we've put a video together, and, and my fa my father was a stunt pilot, so we we wanted to honor him once again, a full force this time. So we we went out and filmed it with a bunch of really cool airplanes, and uh, you know the song just really hits home. So I hope that anybody out there that's lost somebody they've loved, whether it be a parent or anyone close to them, I hope that it it really holds on to their heart, gets them singing along. Oh man, um, I'll be looking forward to hearing that uh, song. Oh yeah, and I'm sorry about your father too, because I listened to that. It was a rock and roll and coffee show that you did, like like with the guy Joe, I think a year ago, and you oh, were yeah. talking about your father in uh, Tahoe, and uh, you went out there and you were like holding on to his hand, and you even like went out to a pole and you said it was like you're like beacon to God, and I was like, yeah. man, that's a powerful story. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to turn it into a movie, honest to God. Um, yeah, it's uh, so many tragedies, so many, so many heartaches, so much pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of strength. Um, you know, it makes you wake up. Even like right now, it just makes me say to myself, you know, all of this has got to be for something. So, you know, that's why I pour my heart into Butterside. It's just like I've lived through so much. I've experienced so much. I just want to pour everything I've got so that like people can feel better because we all we all go through our you know, life is not easy for any of us, you know. If it is, you're cruising, watch out because something's going to happen. You know, we all, we all have dues to pay before we go. So, but yeah, um, it makes me, makes me want to get out of bed and really do something. You know, I've been given a, a second chance, you know, with my addictions and, and with everything else. I've just, I've survived hell. You know, I just want to live a, a life full of purpose and meaning, you know. Yeah, it's good you have music. So it's like uh, therapeutic for you.
Yeah, definitely. Thanks for doing what you're doing, man, because um, the music rocks. Thanks, Andy. Thanks to gravitate. Thanks for gravitating towards Sam and, you know, recognizing talent when, when you see it. He's a phenomenal guitar player. I'm just so grateful to have him. All of the guys in the band, really, I'm just uh, super blessed to have a team of guys that just are, as in my opinion, the best that there are. So it makes me want to step up and just be as good as they are. So hopefully we're putting out stuff that lives up to that. I'll just wrap up then with one like silly little question for you. Like you said, you like sci-fi. What's your favorite sci-fi movie? <laughs> Can you see any of this crap? Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Damn, I'm a nerd. quite a collection, dude. Yeah, like when I uh, quit doing dope, you know, I, I kind of like there was like this reserve of cash that was left over from all the earnings that I was making. And I was like, well, uh, what do I do with this? Uh, and it was like some of the new stuff came out and I used to collect all the toys uh, when I was a kid. Um, so yeah, I started buying a few things and now I'm actually, it's again, it's another addiction that I had to curb because it was like, okay, slow down. I like literally run out of wall space. If you come there, it's like a museum in here. Um, so it's kind of ridiculous, but uh, you know, you gotta have something, right? Everybody's got their hobbies, yeah. Andy, well, thank you so much for having yeah. me. I really appreciate it. We should do it again sometime. All right, thank you, Patrick. So proud.